What's up, guys? Welcome back to Think Big Bodybuilding Media. I'm Scott McNally, and I'm here today with a new program with Derek Oslin, IPB Pro. What's up, man? Oh, I didn't even say it. I know. You didn't, didn't give me the nickname. It. You didn't give me the horn. You suck. <laughs> Weapon X. I'm here yes. with Weapon X. I don't know who Derek is, but I know who Weapon nope. X is. What's going on, man? Everything's going good. How are you? How are you? Very good. Uh, I'm excited to get into this. We got talking, guys, after the uh, the last the, the interview uh, mm-hmm. that Scott Stevenson and I did with Derek. We decided uh, we're going to do a, a little more of a thing here, uh, and uh, here we are. So we don't have a name yet. Do you feel like we don't have a name? Do you feel like they should? We should ask the people. Maybe we should ask. We should ask the people. We should ask the people. We're going to turn this over to you guys to think about what would be some possible good names for the segment. Be creative or I'm going to find you and make you do burpees or something. Um, But to give you guys kind of an idea of what we're what we're trying to go for here is uh, like Scott said, we were talking after the interview um, last time. And basically what I kind of felt was I felt like um, there were a lot of basic fundamental principles behind what we do um, as bodybuilders and as thinkers, um, sentient beings, if you will, that I feel like are, are lost, that, that have gotten lost among the, the annals of trying to be more present on social media and present yourself a certain way and be a certain way and um diving into like very nuanced details of what we do and the appreciation for the basic uh ideas and principles of things has i don't don't know it's kind of gone away somewhere um along somewhere along the way and i'm talking about things like even just understanding what what training to failure actually is um understanding how the choice to dedicate yourself to an endeavor such as a bodybuilding prep can affect you not only physically but like socially from a relationship standpoint things that you will have to deal with um amongst your peers that people don't really think about when they uh, um embark on this endeavor so all of these things I felt like needed they needed a platform, and I felt very passionate about this idea of being able to talk to um, more people about it because I have conversations with my clients like this all the time. Hmm. So I thought it needed to be on a bigger scale. I like that. I, I'm thinking in particular all of a sudden of uh, a guy that I'm working with. He, he shows a lot of promise. His name is, mm-hmm. is Austin, and uh, we're going to do classic physique. He's doing getting ready for his first show. But he's never okay. dieted for a contest before. And he's a younger mm. guy, you know, and, and yep. so he's got like his social circle of friends that he wants to hang out with, his girlfriend yep. that he goes out on dates with. And it's yep. like he loves the idea of getting on stage. He obviously sees a ton of people on Instagram that are doing it and has friends in the gym yep. that are doing it. But when you actually get down to the like the I'm going to use the term the brass tacks. When brass tacks. Brass I was hoping tacks. you would say that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like there there is a lot of stuff that we end up having a conversation about, uh, you know, that, hey, maybe you're not going to sometimes like he had a cheat meal for his birthday this year. But when mm-hmm. you're a competitor, you can't always count on that. You know what I'm saying? No. Nope. Yeah. And you and and understanding that you sometimes will have to say no to people and you have to be OK with those people you're saying no to 
not being okay with you saying no. And those friends may start to kind of um, hold you at arm's length, uh, if you will, or kind of uh, pull themselves away because you no longer fit the profile of what they think you should be doing or whatever. And that can derail people from a prep perspective, even just as much, if not more so than like um, actually cheating on the diet or like, you know, diuretic overuse or whatever um, other things are typical culprits of ruining a contest prep. Um, Some people just can't handle it. They can't handle not being social and not being able to go out to eat whenever they want. So they quit. Yeah. Or, you know, whatever, self-sabotage. And so being able to be in a mental, mind, you know, a, a strength mindset of powering through those moments. Yeah, well, and, and the thing is, is I feel like this will be, be cool because those are things that I know we don't currently talk about a ton on the Think Big podcasts. So, mm-hmm. but, but it's stuff, obviously, that especially newer guys are going to need to know. Yep. Also, we already got one suggestion. This is from oh. Matt. He says he said brass tax. Huh. And he has an X. It's he spelled tax T A C X. That's clever. That's clever oh. right there. <laughs> you know, not bad. I, we, could, we could work. I like that. that one. It's not bad. Yeah, yeah. Anastasia, what do you think of brass tax with an with a with an X on tax? tax. Like with a C X. So like what do you think about that? She's not making she's not making a, a disgusted face at me, so I think it's <laughs> that's, a, it's an option. That's an option. All right. Well, thank she's you. Also in, she's also in she's also in prep too, so um, the energy the energy levels in the Oslin household are not uh, <laughs> overflowing through the cup, if you will. All right. Well, I know we have our topic today, and you had wanted to talk uh, to start the show out about mm-hmm. finding your why, finding your reason, your your purpose behind you know, what we do in this sport. Yeah. But before we did that, I did want to take a minute just to kind I want to enter. This is the host coming out in me. I want to introduce you to our mm-hmm. audience. They may have seen that the previous interview we did, but they may, they may not have. So let's just take like a couple minutes and I'll, uh, I'll go into interview mode. Sweet. So, let's do it. I'm ready. So Derek Oslin, uh, IPB pro weapon X. Uh, your name, your 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 accent is not British enough. I don't feel like I'm. Where's Where's Dave? <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, tell us tell us a little bit about you. You're down in uh, you're down in Florida. You Tampa. Own yep. A gym. And yep. and what do you what do you? I mean, we did talk about this in the last episode, but just to reiterate, yep. what do you do for a living? So um, me and my fiance Anastasia, who you guys have uh, just heard me talk to a couple times. Um, we own and run Fam Tampa here in Tampa, Florida, um, off of East uh, East Bush Boulevard. So, in addition to that, I also have a team of clients that I coach and train. Um, my niche specialty, if you will, is male bodybuilding competitors, as I am also a male bodybuilding competitor. Um, I do have regular lifestyle as well as some female clients as well, but my bread and butter is is contest prep. Um, and what I'm really into crypto now, so there's oh, that. Yeah. Um, so, but no, that's that's mainly what I do for a living. Um, oh, and uh, I have sponsors now that I actually make money from. Uh, a la True Nutrition, you have the shirt on. Yes, you have the the, the goddamn shirt on. I do. As so, a matter of fact. um, 
So I'm sponsored by True Nutrition as well as uh, trained by JP Clothing Apparel. So that pretty much encompasses my life from a career uh, financial perspective. Um, and when did you turn pro and what uh, what division were you in? Uh, 2016 Nationals, okay. like the one in Miami. You don't call it Miami Nationals. We all know <laughs> the gripe about the, the gripe about that. Um, and I won the light heavyweight class. And uh, I think I said this in the uh, in the other episode, but that was actually my first and only try at the national level, and I was able to pull it off in one go. So no I wear I wear that badge of pride. No kidding. And, yeah. uh, you know, well, let's, let's dive into some, some deep stuff. What would you say is the hardest thing about bodybuilding for you? Man, uh, for me, so I guess this kind of goes into the topic of finding your why. Um, having something, I feel like a lot of guys, because of the popularity that the sport is gaining in terms of um, getting on stage, you were talking about your client, um, Austin. Uh, he loves the idea of getting on stage and obviously the look that you achieve that comes with going through a proper contest prep and all of those things. But I find that people who don't have a really strong um, internal energy source to tap into when their their physical energy is waning, you know, when the diet gets hard and the cardio is high and the food is low and all of those things, um, when you don't have something deeper to tap into, I feel like it's really easy to kind of backtrack. And even if you don't quit, you'll you'll let up in other ways. Mm. It's like maybe maybe you will start lightening the weight during your training and you know go for the higher rep range. You'll start picking exercise, you'll stop deadlifting and you'll start doing single arm cable rows instead. Um, you'll, is that what you're saying you do though? Is that the... Every every single yeah. prep. That's how you okay. think I look the way I do. I stop <laughs> deadlifting and I do glute kickbacks uh, with super lightweight and single arm cable rows. Stop deadlifting people. You'll gain too much muscle and that's the wrong thing. Uh, you don't want that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, that, that'll lead to people making decisions like that and essentially... The, in the air of wanting to promote recovery and all of these other things, they actually end up making their prep a lot harder. Because now we're talking about um, just from a physiological standpoint, lower calorie expenditure and all of those things. Metabolism will slow down. It'll be a lot easier for your body to want to get rid of muscle because you're not giving it a reason to hold it. Okay. Um, so I think just have that that mental aspect of really – just continuing to grind and do the things that you were doing when you had the fuel to do it. Yeah. While you don't have the fuel to do it. Yeah. yeah I think I think that's the a lot of people. That's the hard that's the hard part. In terms of contest prep. Some people would say actually I just had a conversation with a client that off season's the hardest part. Um and just trying to get in more food and find ways to get more calories in. Some people say that's the hard part. But yeah. I think it's just the mental aspect of it. Yeah. All right. And emotional. Let's uh let's dive into this thing then because I feel like you know as we go if we continue on with this show people are gonna get to know you more and more um, yeah and oh let, let me ask you one more question what division does Anastasia compete in she is now a women's bodybuilder I will, the the summary of the story is when I first started dating her she was a figure competitor um, she did figure she looked 
very out of place <laughs> next to all the other girls um because just because she has so much more muscle than them and being she was the easily the most muscular and most conditioned girl in the entire show but they gave her last place because she did not fit the figure oh, uh, yeah, i've seen that um model yeah. so she, she obviously was extremely upset um, because we didn't even really understand like why that transpired that way. Anyway, she ends up uh, we convinced her to do women's physique because we're like, you know, maybe, maybe you really just don't fit figure. Try women's physique and see what they say. Worst case scenario, there's a, there's more confusion there, and then we're just like, okay, now now we have to go back to the drawing board again. But anyway, she does women's physique, ends up winning uh overall like right out of the gates so we're like okay this is obviously the right choice this is the division for you yeah. and then fast forward what a year and a half two years she is completely classed out of women's physique she did north americans last year and the same thing that happened with her in figure happened in women's physique at north american she was gigantic yeah. next to everybody else and like everyone all the women's physique girls although very muscular were more um had more slender athletic builds she was a bodybuilder. Okay. Period. Right so on. now she is class up to women's bodybuilding, and she's trying to get her pro card this year as a women's bodybuilder. What uh, what show is she competing in? Uh, I don't think I'm allowed to oh. say. Still. Oh, well, we'll yeah. Keep no, it under, I don't want to get you in trouble. No, we'll keep that. Under. I don't want to get in trouble. I don't want to get in trouble either because you don't live here. You don't have to deal with it. So <laughs> the show you get to go canceled. away. <laughs> the show gets canceled in the first episode. Weapon X is not allowed to do the show anymore after this. That's, that's, a, that's because what I'd be, happened. Because I'd be dead. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'd be dead. All right, so, man. I took yeah. up enough of this time. Let's, let's break into that's it. That's okay. What's, what's our topic today? Okay. So the topic for today is finding your why. Um, so that's kind of what I was uh, alluding to earlier in terms of finding that energy that you can tap into that drives you forward when when the when the journey starts to get difficult. Um, you know, as as you I'm sure know all too well, whether you're trying to lose weight, uh, lose body fat, gain muscle, uh, get ready for a contest, it's never a linear process hmm. at all. Um, you know, you, you will have fluctuations along the way and you, especially if it's your first time, you're not going to be perfect out of the gate. Yeah. You know, you, you may have, um, cravings that you succumb to, or you may want to dial back on the cardio and training intensity because you just don't have enough energy. Um, and how do you, how do you mentally and emotionally bypass that to still get the job done anyway? Um, so I want to give, um, I want to give an example actually of what I mean by having a strong why. So I had a client, um, that I used to, that I used to train when I worked in a corporate gym. Um, she was a, um, middle-aged mom. Uh, her name is Terry and Terry, I would see her one, once, if not twice a week for an hour and, her general goal was just to lose weight, lose body fat, and just get a semblance of her younger body back. That's what she wanted to do. Um, her home life wasn't all that great. Um, like uh, she, there, there were there were there was problems in the marriage. Uh, she had two kids, 
young, uh, younger, both high school age, younger son who was like stellar student, stellar model, model kid, the perfect, everything that you would want in your, in a, in a child that you're raising. The older one, he was, he started kind of rebelling. He was hanging out with the wrong crowd. Um, he was skipping school. There were a lot. And then he was like, you know, having small run-ins with the police, things were starting to escalate. And between between the the marriage and the kid, she felt like, oh, and she wasn't really happy at her job either. So she felt like she had really no um, positive energy coming in or any real control over her life. However, when she came to see me for that one hour or came to the gym, you know, the other days to come work out, that was... For her, that was the only time of the day that where she felt like she was 110% in control of her life. She was in control of her body. She was in control of what her body could do and what it was doing during that time frame. And she could let everything else that was happening outside of the gym go and forget about it for that period of time. So, yeah, she did want to lose weight and all that, but that wasn't what kept her coming back. What kept her coming back was... I need to find a way to gain control over my life again. And the gym is my outlet to try and do it. Mm, I can relate to that. I bet a lot of people in their own way can relate to that. That makes us, yeah. that makes a lot of sense to me. I mean, that was, that was the reason why I started weight training. You know, I, I don't have the, um, I don't have the typical story of, you know, I've been into bodybuilding since I was a wee lad and I always knew I was going to be a professional bodybuilder and, you know, I, this was the path that was, I was destined for, and I always knew it. And I started competing when I was young. That's not my story. My story is I wanted to stop getting beat up and bullied in school. Mm -hmm. And I had a very low, uh, self image of myself. I had very low self-esteem, uh, low self-worth dealt with bouts of depression because of the way I was treated by my peers. Mm -hmm. Um, and I wanted to change that. I had had enough of dealing with that and being treated that way and seeing the way that I was just because of my by physical appearance of being skinny and frail and then on top of and on top of that I wore big glasses I got good grades so like everyone made fun of me and teased me I was an easy target I had you enough like, I wanted to take control like of that You looked like Steve Urkel then that's who you were right Oh god if I if I had a dollar for every time I heard this stupid joke um yeah yes that's exactly what it was and I just had enough of it and that was that was my that has been my driving force of why I do what I do literally for this entire time up until my um, when I qualified for the Olympia. And I can expand on what I mean by that um, shortly. But, um, you know, so even I have had this underlying focus beyond just I need to get stronger and develop muscle and, you know, create a look that's going to help me do well on a bodybuilding stage or whatever the case may be. Yeah. It was about loving myself. And yeah. that was my, that was my why. Um, I feel like, and your wise, you know, a lot of people I think don't recognize, like they see a pro bodybuilder and they don't recognize that human side of it. You know what I yes. mean? They, oh, yeah. well, this guy's just genetically elite. He was good at this, you know? So I, I think that's kind of cool to hear. I just wanted to throw that. Yeah. In. Not in, in, thank you. And not, and it's not just, I, I guess what I want to what I want to do is I want to encourage people to try and find that thing that kind of spurs them forward so that um, 
So that, that, that was actually what I what I wrote down. What is going on in your life that spurs you forward? So it may not have been childhood whatever that happened to you. Um, maybe you have kids and maybe having the um, the energy and endurance to be able to uh, play with them and do things with them um, is important to you. Maybe showing them a way of life, you know, a healthier way of life that maybe you didn't have is important to you. Um, maybe you're someone like me who's a coach and maybe you coach younger guys and you want them to have the experience with bodybuilding that you had. Yeah. So now, so now not only do you continue to bodybuild, but you know, now you coach and you want to pay it forward to people that that's the position that I'm in now where I felt like after I qualified for the Olympia last year, I had kind of that was my seal, my stamp of approval on that initial goal that I've been chasing all of these years, which was um, in loving myself and improving my self-worth and self-image. But I needed something tangible yeah. that I could put on that to say that I've accomplished this goal. And for me, at the point that I qualified for the Olympia, my life was fully the complete opposite of what it was when I was a kid. Um, not only did my view of myself um completely flip-flop and is 110% positive, but I actually had friends. I have people who genuinely care about me and that were, that surrounded me that genuinely wanted to see me succeed just because they wanted to be happy for me. And yeah. Yeah. The, you know, I'm 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 marrying my best friend in a year. A lot of things culminated at that moment. And so now for me, that's I don't feel like that's an energy I need to tap into anymore, but it has been all this time and it, it has been what has spurred me forward. And your whys can evolve. That was going to be the next point that I wanted well, to make. Was, I, we got a question I want to ahead. ask you too. Uh, and I, yeah. I can tell you, yeah, I can, I can relate to that and I, I can relate to the evolution thing too. So I'll look forward to what you have to say about that. But yes, uh, Laser asks us, uh, has anyone in your past that made fun of you for your appearance now come to you for coaching because of your appearance? Um, wow. Yeah, I have 110% coached people um, who used to actually bully me in high school. You're I kidding think about, me. Yes, 110%. I think uh, about three or four times I have had uh, since I went into business for myself, I've had clients huh. who were all who formerly were people who used to pick on me. No, that I would assume zero. Like I would assume, no, I never saw those guys again. So how did that work out for you? Like that that had to be interesting. Um, <laughs> the the first time it happened, I was like, get the get the f out of here! Like no <laughs> way! Like this, this has got to be a scam! Like this has got to be just a a, a joke! But no, they were like, dude, I've I've seen what you and it led to you. the biggest, the coolest thing and the biggest thing was it led to people actually reconciling with me hmm. over things that they did when they when we were kids that, you know, still kind of, you know, there was still energy that I tapped into to spur me forward, yeah. but it didn't um, I didn't hold malice in my heart about yeah. it. Right. Did so it was something that I think to you like, hey, man, I shouldn't have been that way when we were younger. Did that ever? That's come exactly up? what I'm talking about. That's okay. what I'm talking about. When I say reconciling, that's yeah. exactly what I'm talking about. Wow. Like, you know, like I like I'm sorry for the way that I treated you when we were kids. And you're like, you, you know, damn that, well, better be. 
I'll kick I'm, your ass I'll, now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. So that, that happened uh, more than once, actually. Wow. So wow. Um, the first time I was kind of like, wow, look at this. Like, it's funny how everything comes back around. Yeah. And now I'm just thankful that I am actually in a position where even for people who may have done me wrong at some point in my life, I can help them improve their quality of life and um, what they're able to do for themselves and how they see and, and um, view themselves. So it's not just about the physical part of it. I'm now in a position to be able to help those people um, emotionally see themselves in a different light and evolve in a different way as well. That's cool. So that's man. the part that I'm th- most thankful for. All right. I, uh, I, that was yeah, a good I question. Just, I wanted to throw that Actually. in. Yeah, that turned out really good. Um, so, I did. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Laser. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Um, okay. When you are thinking about whether, again, whether it's competing or whether it's, uh, I guess more of a lifestyle fitness goal of just improving your body. Um, you, the one thing that I want you guys to think about is how will this journey, how will this enhance your life, right? So just being a competitor, I, I, I'm always going to come back to that. A lot of people compete because of social media. Hmm. They get, you know, there's going to be lots of professional photographers. There's going to be lots of high quality photos. That is the best your body is going to look at any point during the 365 days of the year. So you want it documented. Um, uh, They want to put nationally qualified 10 million times in their bio. Um, You know, all, all all of these things, but they're they're very superficial. Right. So when you say I want to compete or I want to lose weight or I want to gain muscle, you also have to think about, okay, yeah, you want to do that. You want to look better. How will your life be better after you accomplish this goal? Hmm. Because if you don't think about that and you're just thinking about the superficial nature of it, you're going to get to this goal and you're still going to feel shitty about yourself. Yeah. And you're still you're still going to have the same view of yourself that you did before you started. Now what? Now, now, now you just, now you're just a depressed person with a nicer body. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Where's gotta, the emotional and a mental growth that happens along I, the way? I talked to, um, uh, oh gosh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Kabuki strength. Why, why is his name not coming to me right now? Uh, the owner of Kabuki strength. My brain is completely blanked. He, he's a great guy. He was out at the house here. Uh, hmm. not, not too okay. long ago. Anyway, though, he had said like, like, uh, dig deeper into finding your why, as in not just saying like, "Hey, I want to be an IFBB pro." It's like, well, mm-hmm. why do you want to be an IFBB pro? Well, because you know of this reason. Well, well you know, you you keep breaking it down. Why do you want to be a professional football player? Because I want to make the money. Why do you want to make the and I want the popularity? Why do you want the money and the popularity? You know, and you keep breaking that down further and further. Exactly. Or else, yeah, I could see that, man, because I can tell you that at the end of the day, when you end up getting a plastic trophy, it doesn't. And, and I imagine what I've heard from people who've turned pro getting your pro card in itself, like just getting the win. It's not in itself life changing. Right. No, no, it's not. And it, <laughs> um, it's funny that you bring that up because I had a. um. I had a former client who um, 
this this person was a former client when they got their pro card, but we were still um, amicable. And they got their pro card, and I was like, my exact words were, congratulations, you're now at the bottom of the ladder again. Um, which, to me, that, that's, what I, that's how I felt when I won my pro card. And, and not in a negative way, but it was like, okay, I had, you know, you have the amateur ladder. I climbed to the top of that mountain. Now there's a bigger mountain for me to climb. It's not like I get my pro card and all of a sudden all these sponsorships and all these endorsements and people are just going to come clamoring to me. And the next time I enter a show, I'm just going to, I'm just going to win because everyone's so up in arms about me getting my pro card. No, yeah, it doesn't work like that at all. I, you still have to climb through the ranks and quote unquote, pay your dues just like everybody else. Yeah. So, and uh, they got really upset with me for, for saying that and that, I didn't see the value in the card. I didn't see the value in the huh. journey. I was experiencing no growth uh, as a person, and I was so negative and pessimistic. Um, but it wasn't. It, it's not about the card. How 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 did that journey make you a better person? Yeah. Are you are you emotionally pro worthy now? Or are you just still the same asshole with a better body? Yeah. Right? So for me, it's about the spiritual journey. That that part is just as, if not more important, than the actual physical transformation that, that undergoes. Um, I guess it really comes down to what you value, right? So, like, what, what do you value out of life I... in general? Man, that's a good that's a good question. I mean, I, it it sounds lame to say like I value happiness. I value, you know what I mean, but I do. I value I value like contentment, you know, happiness, not feeling like I, you know, but what but what does that mean for you, Scott McNally? Because me and you will have different That's true. views I would say, on happiness. Okay, I would say being with the people I care about and mm -hmm. having enough like finances, resources to, to, to know that, you know, that we're going to be okay, that we don't have to, you know, that, that we, we can secure our, that I have a secure future How about that. And okay. So now what are you doing in your life that is aligning you with those values? I'm talking to weapon X. Okay. <laughs> True, truthfully. Um, Truthfully. On brass tacks with 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 Weapon X. Yes. Um, that sounds yeah, good. That does. That had a ring to it. Yeah. You're watching I like brass that. tacks with Weapon X. <laughs> <laughs> we had a so, guy actually tell me he was like, it was I think on that episode he was like, you shouldn't put that horn in there. It sounds really annoying. You should have played it three more times right after he said it. Wait, hold on a second. We got it here. There you go. There you go. Brass tacks. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I love that's that that is great. No, what am I doing? Um, I I am, you know, I'm working basically. I'm 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 working to to make as much money as I can so that I I know mm -hmm. that I can, you know, not have to work for the rest of my life that I don't have to be, you know, a greeter at Walmart when I'm 80. Do you feel do you feel like you're you're doing work? Like when you do the podcast, when you're coaching your clients, do you feel like you're doing work? That's an interesting question because I mean it doesn't feel like work, but mm -hmm. I you know it is it is leading to me making money. So 
it doesn't it doesn't feel like oh man i gotta i gotta get sometimes it does i i i, I gotta be honest you know what i mean There's even with things you, even with things you yeah. love even with things you absolutely love there will always be a yeah. day or two here or there where you're just like like i love bodybuilding there but there are days where i'm just like i really don't want to go to the gym <laughs> like yeah just don't yeah. want to lift yeah um and that's okay that's natural um the reason why I asked that question is because you said your response was, yeah, I work, but it doesn't feel like work. It doesn't feel like work because what you're doing is aligned with what you value. Yes, that is so true. That it's yeah. And it hasn't always been that way. You know, I can I can tell you that. it, And I think we all have to go through a phase of finding that, you know, we don't just like graduate yes. high school and then boom, you know, we're doing what we I'm love. an astronaut. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, no, the, the, there's there's hoops you have to jump through. There's studying you have to do, and there's obstacles in your way that you have to traverse in order to get to that 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 final that final destination. Yeah. And the cool thing about life is, when you get to that final destination, you realize that there is no final destination if you're living life right, yeah. because there's so much to experience. Um, but that's a but that's a whole other that, that's a whole other topic. But that so so tying all that back into bodybuilding. What do you value? And I say you, just anybody, yeah. anyone listening. What do you value out of bodybuilding? What are you getting from it? What is it? How is how is participating in this sport that we know and love so well? Um, what is it? What are you getting from it that is continually bringing you back to it? Um, and if you are aligned with those values you it'll never be hard will there be more difficult days than others sure will there be days where you're low energy yeah but like you'll you won't wake up at six in the morning go do your cardio and be like oh my god like you just you just do it because it's it's part of what you it's part of the end goal that you value yeah um so you'll you'll be able to do do these things with ease, even when physiologically you may not have the resources to that that are making you gun ho naturally and spurring you forward. Yeah. yeah um. Right. So, and go ahead. You saw you were about to say something. Well, I just was you know because I I know we're 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 running a little lower on time. I wanted to ask. Oh, yeah. You know, like what? Why? Why? Why should? Why do I care about any of this? Why don't I just go out and do my thing and lift weights? Why do I have to? Th and, and I'm speaking to this as, you know, someone who's listening or watching right now. Why do I even sure. care about this? Like, what is this? Why is this important to me? Because if you are if. OK, so when we all get into bodybuilding, all of us get into this for some sort of uh, forward leap, whether it's physical whether it's emotional, whether it's, you know, I want to get my pro card and make a career out of this. Um, if you don't understand the, the reason, the thing that, um, that is driving you to do this and you're not fully aligned and in tune with that, then when obstacles are in your way, it'll be really easy to, for you to be derailed mm. and not, make it to where you're trying to go. Yeah. In which case all the effort that you put in was a complete waste of time. Yeah. So when so you have to make sure that your pursuit is aligned with again what you value and what you are trying to genuinely get the growth that you're trying to get out of it. Um 
that way when the when you are met with those obstacles they're a lot easier to to overcome yeah i agree with you i just kind of wanted to make make like make that point you know what i mean because it's like i think a lot of times the people who watch our shows are looking for something really like like tangible and at the end of the day this is this is like an intangible this, these what you're talking about this is like skills to make you better literally it is it's yes. skills to make you better at bodybuilding at the same time it could give you a wake-up call that maybe you don't like it enough to do this and if you don't that's okay too like but just be get, be straight with yourself about that you know <laughs> but even on that token these same things that we've outlined and talked about can be applied to all other areas of your life as well yeah um the biggest the biggest thing is making sure that you're doing this to for, for genuine fulfillment and not for um superficial short-term dopamine rush yeah those things come and go come and go they're very fleeting i don't believe in motivation i think it's a bunch of a bunch of crap um the 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 discipline that comes out of love for something is what will get you to where you're trying to go if you're going to rely on uh, motivation and likes from social media and all those other very um, surface level things. You're not gonna. You're not gonna make make it to where you're trying to go. That's for, that's for sure. Anyone who's a champion in this has something internal and very deep that is that is driving them forward every day. Yeah, and it's still okay to like that stuff, right? Like it's still you know it's okay to it's okay to relish in your wins and you know your successes along the way. It's like. It's it's okay to appreciate that you got five thousand likes on a picture or whatever, you know. Yes, but if but if that is the if that is the core of why you do this to yeah. get social media clout, well, well, we see what happens to bodybuilders that operate that way. They yeah. usually never make it, dude. When you've been around the sport for a while, you see how how fast people come and go. And there'll be people like that that are real popular and they're out there and they're talking about stuff and they people are you know there's a lot of buzz about this guy and then a few years later it's like hey whatever happened to such and such yep you know perfect example a perfect example of this actually is sean clarita so um when he was still placing you know double digits at shows and stuff he his social media was exactly the same as it is right now. Yeah, B big ass, big ass T-shirts, big ass yeah. clothes where you couldn't really see anything. He's strong. He's pushing weight. He's lifting. He that's where his life values uh, revolve around is the work that he does in the gym. Yeah. That is what gives him the that is what his identity is uh, revolves around. So that's what he enjoys the most, and he has aligned his values with his action. So yes. you don't really see him doing all of the 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 trendy social media stuff. He just goes in in big clothes and he works hard. And then one day, next thing you know, he's uh, Mr. Olympia, and he went from getting you know a f 10, 20, 30, maybe a hundred likes on his training videos to tens of thousands and you know of views now and he's doing the exact same thing that he was doing before nothing yeah. is different yeah. but he stayed true to himself and now people roll with him because he stayed true to his identity i have something i i think i want to pull out because i have a feeling you'll have a, a good a good answer for this i want to pull this out as a, a clip probably i'm already preemptively saying that all right okay how do you feel about about wearing like big oversized clothes in the gym like versus wearing tank tops which where, where do you stand on that man i feel like i just saw a post on this actually 
Um, I don't really, I don't really have a stance, mostly because I've done both. Okay. Um, I'm probably not going to pull I've, a clip I've, then, by the way. I'm not going to pull a clip. I, I thought I might. Well, what, what, what club was it? I don't know. I thought you were going to tell me that you don't, you, you don't like look at yourself in the gym because you, you tend to wear bigger clothes. I see a lot of times, yeah. you know, and you, you, I, 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 I only do it honestly. I I do it because it's comfortable. Yeah. Um, that's that that that's that's really it. And then like you know, I the gym is hot, so I sweat a lot, and oh, I don't want to yeah. sweat on the benches and stuff. So yeah. that's really the reason why I do it. But like when I'm in contest prep and I'm super lean, like by the by the time the workout is done, I would say about like the half to three quarters of the way in, the 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 shirt has come off. I just don't record that. Oh um, yeah, I got you. Yeah, and it's so yeah, in a gym like that, man, in Florida, yeah, yeah, that kind of heat. Plus, I like, I like the, I like the old school, um, that 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 sweaty gritty feeling that you know you'll see in like the '90s videos and stuff. I, I like feeling that. It make, it makes me feel like I'm like a like a warrior, like I'm doing something substantial. Kind of like I don't know if you knew this, but like Mike Tyson, he never wore socks in his boxing boots into the ring. Because no. it made him feel more connected with uh, with his warrior self. Huh. Warriors don't wear socks. We don't need we, we don't need the I have I have my armor, which is his boots, yeah. and this is all I and my gloves, and that's all I need. Yeah. So wow. that that that's that was something that he did. I kind of feel the same way about the big clothes. Okay. Um. But I guess I, I, you know what? That's now that I've thought about it, that kind of seemed like a cop out answer. So I, I will give you a genuine answer if you are wearing tank tops in the gym and it is preventing you from actually training hard because you're too busy looking at yourself cover up because no one else cares about what you look like but you so if you are spending too much time looking in the mirror then my suggestion would be to wear big clothes and just focus on training because you probably don't look as good as you think you do anyway all right. How how do we how do we wrap this thing up is there any other major points that we better hit or where, where are we at with the topic um, okay, so I guess the last thing that I wanted to make sure I touched on is once you have given this some thought and figured out, you know, what is it that you value out of this and what you're trying to get out of it and where you are trying to go. So you're at a point A right now. You're trying to get to a point B. We all are. What are the steps that you need to take that will take you at least closer to point B? So I read a book a long time ago called The One Thing. And just to summarize the book, basically it says, okay, you have a short-term goal, you have a long-term goal. Excuse me. What is one thing that you could do hmm. every day that if you did this one thing and nothing else, you would continue to move closer to your goal? That is where your highest values lie. Wow. It doesn't matter what you say you value. It doesn't matter what you um yeah it, it doesn't matter what you tell people or what you say to yourself because you can say i value reading right but if you get home from work and netflix goes on you can say that you love reading and you value reading all you want your actions say that you prioritize netflix over reading yeah right so what is so what is one thing that you can do that will align you with your highest values and get you even closer to point from point A to point B. If you figure that out and you do that one thing every single day, every other action that you take will revolve around getting closer to your goal. Hmm. And 
because you'll be living a life in accordance with your highest values. And I keep saying highest values a lot because I'm also reading this other book called The Values Factor yeah. by Dr. John D. Martini. And that is what the whole book is about, is aligning yourself and your actions and your thinking with what you value most in life. Yeah, yeah. Right I'm an avid reader in case you haven't figured that out. I'm not. I'm an avid podcaster and I learned well. I learned well through listening. Like mm -hmm. I have, a, I, I, and and because of that, I've always done better through having conversations or hearing lectures or watching, right. listening to a podcast, stuff like that. I mean, obviously, I do read, but it's it's not it's not the first thing that like really strikes and really connects to me. So, were you an auditory learner in school more than a visual one? So, like, you had to hear, like, you would probably. I'm guessing you would probably pay more attention to the actual teacher or professor than you would the notes that were written on the board. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I can, I can, I can sympathize with that. I like that. All right. We should, I was, a no, I, I was a note taker. Yeah. If I wrote something down, I could never forget it. It doesn't matter. It, oh, it, that's it'll, true it'll stick too. with me forever. I'm like that too. Now that you mention it. So if I see it and yeah. I write it down, that's it. I'm never going to forget it. I've yeah. always been like that. Huh. Um, I, you said, uh, how do we, how, how do we wrap this up? So, um, figure, figure out what you value, make sure your actions align with that, making sure that if you compete or get into, a, uh, engage in a fitness journey of your own, that you're doing it for the right reasons and that they are strong enough to get you through when things get tough and when things are really hard and making sure that you also have a strong support system of people who uh, uplift you and what you are doing because it is really damn hard to do this by yourself, whether yeah. you are a competitor or just someone trying to get in better shape. It's really hard. Making sure you have people who genuinely care, genuinely care about you and love you and share values that you have. Yeah, You can't lose. Yeah, it's tough, man. I feel like the whole relationship thing, that's a huge factor right there. Like. Oh yeah, you you can you could have you could fail at prep just because of having a relationship that didn't support it. Absolutely. Listen, I had a I had a conversation with my client. He's a he's a PhD student at Clemson now, but um he the, the amount of conversation he's not in the relationship anymore, and as a result, his bodybuilding has flourished. Yeah. Um, and that was just because she did not value what he was doing like he valued it. Yeah. So there was just constant emotional obstacles in his way that made him feel frustrated and unfulfilled. So I had, I had lots of conversations trying to talk him through that. And once he kind of moved past that, mm -hmm. he was, he was actually able to start moving towards his potential and what he actually wanted to do and be. And he probably got um, better and happier, probably got happier. Every, everything in his life was better. Um, including being able to get into grad school. Nice. So now he's pursuing his doctorate in biophysics. Well, my hope is that somebody who's listening to this, that like even if we were to reach one person, yes, one, it would be totally worth it. You know what I mean? If one person out there could be the one to change, you know, make some changes, that would be cool. Absolutely, I agree. All right, that, that was that, that was that was a good place to leave it at. I like that. What then? Then what do we say? Do we say like you know for another episode of? What is it? The brass tax? Brass brass tax. <laughs> I like. I really like that. Um, so the, this uh, guys, this was a, a a deeper, a little bit of a deeper episode. Don't worry, we will get into the. I was gonna say the nuts and bolts, the brass tax. <laughs> 
of you know the 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 reason why you guys listen to think big bodybuilding media which is obviously the training nutrition supplementation all of those things but um in the midst of all of that i did feel like there were some social aspects that we sh that we will be touching on along the way but um i think next time we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna dive into some meathead stuff i'm really feeling i'm, right I'm really feeling that are people usually like i know that, you love training you know? Yeah. I, I know you love the training stuff, so that's probably where I'm going to go because I want to I want to please you. You're the host. Oh, well that nobody ever thinks of me. They think about whatever. You know what? Here's here's my thought. Why don't we think of the what do you guys want to hear? What do you guys want to hear us talk about? Yes. You tell us and uh, we'll take some cues from you. Yes. So uh, I will actually I actually will post on my Instagram at Weapon X underscore IFBB Pro. I'll post like a that's question good. poll and I'll take your ideas. Um, and then Scott, if you wanted to, I don't know if you wanted to do one too, and then we can pull the ideas together and we, uh, we'll do what you guys want. We'll let All you right. guys run the show. I like that plan in that case. Uh, you know, let's, uh, let's call it a day here for, uh, the brass tax technic. Yeah. For today, tentatively for, today. for another episode <laughs> of the tentative <laughs> show called brass tax with weapon X. I'm Scott McNally. We'll see you soon. Thanks, Derek. Yes, thank you guys. Thank you everyone for listening. Appreciate it.